It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. M&M Carnage, John Spears in studio. Welcome into Spears on Sports. It is Tuesday, August 23rd. Feels like I've been off for a week. Had a great weekend at Nolan Lake with a few buddies. Just hanging out, having some adult beverages, firing down some uh, brown water, getting in the brown water. Uh, Nobody's at the lake a Sunday night, Monday during the day. Nobody's at the lake. We're on the pontoon. We had it to ourselves. And it was glorious yesterday. Gorgeous day to be out on the lake. But got up early this morning, got back home, did very little research this weekend. So please call. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to uh, join in on the conversation. You can text the show on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash is going on at Thornton's now each week. One lucky Refreshing Rewards member wins $10,000. That happens all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, you are entered. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Bud Light 12-packs, Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, large Doritos, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text rewards to 803-13 and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, I was wrong. Tom Brady is back at camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was a hot take. I admit it. I'm not a hot take guy. This is not a hot take show. If you listen, you know I don't go out on very many limbs. But I did say... This Tom Brady thing is weird. He never misses camp. He never misses training camp. He is a stickler for every detail of the quarterback position. That's why he's got seven Super Bowl rings. That's why he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. He watches film incessantly. Practices when he is under center. If if a play is not perfect, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Yet here he takes eleven days off in the middle of training camp, misses two preseason games that he's not going to play in anyway, but he missed all those reps during practice. Now Tom Brady's forty five years old, and with seven rings, how much practice does he need? Apparently, he doesn't think very much anymore. And the speculation was rampant. Is he having a medical procedure nobody wants to tell us about? Nobody in his camp wants to uh, give the truth here. Is Does he have a family member uh, having surgery? Is something wrong with Giselle? Did Giselle say when he retired, we're going on a vacation, like it or not, and you're not going to get to be at training camp every single day? There was speculation rampant. Yesterday at camp, when he was asked about what happened, where he went, what he did, he didn't tell anybody. It's nobody's business. As I say when I leave places early and people say, where are you going? I say, I'm a grown-up. I can do whatever I want. Tom Brady's a grown-up. 
Tom Brady's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, MVP, Super Bowl MVP. He can do whatever he wants. And I was wrong because I thought you lose your three interior linemen, both guards and a center, and the center, Ryan Jensen, who runs the offensive line, is the best in the game and protects Brady from anybody coming up the middle at him. He's out for the year with an injury. And I thought when that happened, maybe Tommy said, yeah, this retirement might not be a bad thing. So I'll admit it. I was wrong. The video is there. He was back in camp yesterday throwing passes in the cream sickle jersey saying, I'm glad I'm back. Good to be back with the, with the boys. I still believe that there is a really good chance that was, this was a reflection period where he just said, man, I don't do well when defenders come up the middle and are allowed to get into the pocket. I don't move left and right out of the pocket very well. Now, if an outside rusher, if an edge rusher, if a defensive end or an outside linebacker is coming at me, I can step up into the pocket. I can move straight ahead or backwards, but I can't move left or right. And I've, got, I've had great protection from the two guards in the center to keep those guys from coming up the middle. And I have been able for years and years and years to step up into the pocket and make the perfect throw. That's why I'm the greatest. And I really think he took the time away to say, Phew, uh, that guy is retired, and that guy went to the Bengals, and that guy's now hurt for the, and out for the year. Who's going to protect my knees? I'm 45. I'm not running around. There's no Lamar Jackson in Tom Brady. There's no rushing yardage. He's not going to break any rushing records. He can escape. He has escape ability, but only moving forward in the pocket. And I think there is a, a distinct possibility that he was reconsidering his options. But he's back. Head coach Todd Bowles didn't want to talk about it. Just glad to have him back. Went through some stuff today. Uh, we're getting on the same page, and he'll be ready to go opening day. There you go. That's it. I did watch a little football last night. Not much because, uh, like I say, I was – at Nolan Lake, but uh, did turn the TV on, watch a little Falcons-Jets, only because St. X product Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, was uh, in the game. He was 10 of 13, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Saw some highlights on SportsCenter as well this morning. Um, he looked pretty good. Marcus Mariota's the starter in Atlanta. The question is for how long? Because this is not a good team. Kyle Pitts has potential to be a great tight end. After that, they lost Russell Gage. Calvin Ridley suspended for the season for gambling on a few games while he was injured and not a lot didn't gamble. He lost a lot of money gambling not a lot of money. That's not what you want to do. So the Falcons aren't going to be very good. Why not put the rookie rookie quarterback in there? Why not? The Carolina Panthers have announced that Baker Mayfield, surprise, surprise, will be the starter in week one against, drumroll, Cleveland Browns. 
Yep. Opening week, NFL, Cleveland Browns. I love it. I don't like it. I love it. Now, it's in Carolina. Deshaun Watson, of course, not going to play. So it's not Watson versus Mayfield. Hey, what we did have versus what we do have. It's Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns, who will probably go the first 11 games, barring an injury. I'm ready for football, right? I haven't watched a whole lot. Got hard knocks tonight. I am excited about hard knocks. Preseason camp with the Detroit Lions, 10 o'clock HBO, episode three. The Lions actually won this weekend. So this would be a fun episode. Remember last week they lost. Uh, David Blau had the big fumble at the end of the game, and they couldn't recover from it, and blah, blah, blah. It's a preseason game. Nobody cares. Third-string quarterback fumbles. Okay, no, who cares? But they won this week, so I hope that's not a spoiler. I hope you weren't not checking the Detroit Lion preseason score from Saturday, hoping that you wouldn't know as you watched Hard Knocks on Tuesday. But – if you were, my apologies. So I'm ready for football, including college football, by the way. College football starts this week. Yeah. Now, Kentucky doesn't play. Indiana doesn't play. Louisville doesn't play. Purdue doesn't play. But Nebraska plays Northwestern. Illinois plays Wyoming. Western Kentucky does play Austin P. That's a noon game from uh, Bowling Green. So college football is out, which means gambling odds are out. Yeah. Went over this last week, the over-unders for a lot of teams, the local teams. Uh, Indiana is four. Not good. Not good, Bob. Kentucky is eight. Louisville is six and a half, and Purdue is seven. Um, right off the bat, I'll tell you, I like the over for Indiana just because I think there's four wins. I think it might be a push, but I, there's four wins out there. When you're playing Idaho, uh, when you're playing Western Kentucky at home, you know, there's four wins. You play Nebraska, you play Maryland, you got uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati's going to be good. I understand that. You got. Illinois in the opener in Bloomington. You got Rutgers. Now, there might only be four wins here, but four gets you a push. Uh, Purdue, I like the over. I like the over seven. They don't play Michigan. They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Michigan State. That is what we like to call a very favorable Big Ten schedule. You do open with Penn State nine days from today, a Thursday night. But that's in West Lafayette. There are some easy wins on the schedule. Indiana State, Florida Atlantic, maybe at Syracuse. I think they get to at least seven, possibly eight or nine. So I like the over with Purdue. Kentucky, if you put a gun to my head, I'd bet the over. Uh, but eight seems to be the number to me. It seems to be right on the number. Four of the 12 games, only four of the 12 games, are road games. Florida, Mississippi, Tennessee, Missouri. Now, I don't think you're beating Georgia at home, so that's one loss. And I believe you lose three of those four road games. Probably 
Tennessee, Ole Miss, Florida. But I can see Kentucky losing to Missouri. I can see Kentucky winning one of those other three road games and losing at Missouri. Even though Missouri is not nearly as talented as Kentucky, it's still a road game in the Southeastern Conference. You're not going to beat Georgia, as I said. And it always feels like Kentucky messes up one game that they should win. Whether it's South Carolina at home, Mississippi State at home, those would be one of those two. You want to get to nine wins, ten wins, you got to win both of those games. And Kentucky usually screws it up. Louisville, six and a half. I got the under here. And uh, look, I'm pessimistic. I hope Louisville wins nine games, ten games. I like Scott Satterfield. I, I met a couple guys on the staff. I like this coaching staff. Malik Cunningham, I think, is could be an elite quarterback. I question the defense, and I question the receiver spot right now. So, again, what happens if something happens to Malik Cunningham? That's something you don't even want to think about. Can he carry this team to seven victories? Can he put them on his back and get six victories to go to a bowl game or seven victories to hit the over? You're not going to be Clemson. Probably not going to be Kentucky. NC State at home, really, really tough. Picked. Pick to contend with Clemson for the Atlantic Division. Pitt is a ranked team. Wake Forest is a ranked team. Those are home games. At BC, at Virginia, back-to-back weeks. Virginia, Brennan Armstrong, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. At Central Florida, a revenge game for the Knights on a Friday night early in the season. Not easy. So if, again... I don't like it, but under six and a half. I hope they can win six, get to a bowl game. Today, the Heisman odds came out. And I saw something very interesting, or they came out yesterday, uh, August 23rd. Yeah, that's today. I found something very interesting here. C.J. Stroud, the quarterback at Ohio State, is the favorite. He's plus 200. Bryce Young, quarterback at Alabama, plus 430. Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, the transfer from Oklahoma, is plus 700. Travion Henderson, the first running back on the board, is 20 to 1. Will Anderson Jr. is 22 to 1. Who is Will Anderson Jr.? He is an Alabama linebacker. He is the top-rated defensive player on this list, and he is attracting early the most money at the Las Vegas sportsbooks at 22-1. to Aiden Hutchison makes this possible. Remember Aiden Hutchison? You'll see him tonight on Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. The Michigan linebacker last year was invited to the Heisman Trophy presentation. He was one of the final three. Will Anderson Jr. is a linebacker. Linebackers traditionally don't win Heisman trophies. They don't. Defensive players don't. It's usually a quarterback or a running back. 
sometimes a wide receiver, sometimes that wide receiver has to do other things, like Desmond Howard, who was a great kick returner. It's happened. Charles Woodson won it as a defensive player. Charles Woodson was also a kick returner who did great things in the kick return game. Defensive guys have a difficult time winning the Heisman Trophy. But it does happen, and it does feel like it's time for another one to win the Heisman Trophy. And Will Anderson Jr. at Alabama is the best bet to do that. And because of that, he is getting the most love early at the Las Vegas Sportsbooks for Heisman Trophy winner, 22-1. to Now, if you're smart, and I never purported to be smart, you take a couple of these quarterbacks. You're not going to win a lot of money unless you bet a lot of money. But if you take C.J. Stroud at 2-1 to one and Bryce Young at plus 430, which in layman's terms is 4.3 to 1, bet them both. Worst case, you get your money back because Caleb uh, or C.J. Stroud wins it. Caleb Williams, I like him. He's a sleeper out at uh, SC. SC's going to have a lot of weapons for him to uh, play with, a lot of toys to play with. Good receivers, good young receivers, talented running backs, talented skill position players to help a very talented quarterback who left with the coach from Oklahoma to Southern Cal. Plus 700, that's a good number. If you don't think C.J. Stroud at Ohio State is going to win the Heisman Trophy, then there are plenty of good choices to make yourself some green. That's all. That's simple. I will take a break. Tour Championship Golf News, baseball on the way, and Kevin Durant in the news again today. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. Bats baseball back in action tonight at Toledo. 635 first pitch, 605 pregame right now on the Big X. Nick Curran will be with you all the action of Louisville Bats baseball. Well, I had my Shady Rays on all weekend at the lake. Are you tired of buying expensive sunglasses only to lose them, break them, or you never even wear them because you don't want to lose them or break them? Let me tell you about Shady Rays, an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you wear sunglasses. Shady Rays offers an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag, and it doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. Lose them, break them, somebody uh, punches you in the nose and they snap right in half. First day even. You get a new pair for free. They'll replace them. Have that confidence. Wear the sunglasses with that confidence. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good because you're making an impact. And exclusively, exclusively 
For our listeners, Shady Ray's offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout. 25% off all adult shades. That's ShadyRays.com. And, you know, you jump in the water at the lake, and if you've had a couple too many adult beverages when you do, and I've had this happen, those sunglasses are at the bottom of that lake quickly, very quickly. All right, some news and notes here. Uh, Washington Commanders, Chase Young will be out at least the first four games. The Commanders put the defensive end on the reserve PUP list, which is physically unable to play. They call it the PUP list. Uh, But they put him on the reserve PUP list, which means he has to miss the first four games. It uh, leaves his roster spot there and available for when he can come back. But again, uh, Chase Young, best player maybe on the Washington Commanders roster, out for the first four games. Uh, back with the Bengals, good news. They, uh, J- Jesse Bates the third, the defensive back, the safety, returned to the team facility today or yesterday. No, today, after uh, he missed most of training camp and signed his free franchise tender. Uh, he wanted a long-term deal. They couldn't come to uh, agreement with the Bengals. They put the $12.911 million franchise on the fifth-year safety in March. He didn't like it. He wasn't going to show up. He wanted a long-term deal. Well, they finally came to an agreement. He's 25 years old, um, and he had a great postseason, and that's when you try to get your money. He had a great postseason. He helped the Bengals get to the Super Bowl. Four postseason games, six deflections, 20 tackles, two interceptions, including one in the Super Bowl loss to the Rams. Started 15 of uh, six, six, 17 games last year, made 88 tackles, one interception, fumble recovery. So, you know, he turned it up in the postseason. Now, sometimes that right place, right time, you get lucky. And the Bengals thought ah, he had one interception in the regular season. He had one, one fumble recovery. Broke up four passes. We're not going to pay this guy like he's, you know, Dion. We're not going to do it. Uh, but they re- finally reached agreement. He's taken the $12.9 million franchise tag, and he was back in camp. That's actually good for the Bengals. Really good for the Bengals. Uh, Nick Saban, I was talking about Alabama. You knew it wasn't going to be long, right? Kirby Smart, a former Saban assistant, Signs a huge contract at Georgia. I can imagine that Nick Saban's agent was on the phone with the Alabama athletic director within hours of that, saying, uh, you know, um, Kirby Smart, I know he won the national championship last year, but he's now making more money than Nick Saban. Do you really think that's right? Nick Saban signs a new eight-year contract. $93.6 $93.6 million, just a, just a scotch more than uh, Kirby Smart at Georgia. He will be the Alabama coach, good Lord willing, through the year 2030. <sighs> That's a long way off, folks. That's a long way off. And Nick Saban, Nick Saban is not young. He's 70, I believe. Yeah, 70 years old. Now, they did win their 10th. He won his 10th SEC title last season. They are the team that lost to Georgia 
in that national championship game. Whew. But uh, he'll be 78 by the time this contract is over. 78. So, good luck. I, I hope I can still eat solid food at 78, really, to be honest. But congratulations. I watched uh, an interesting documentary. I like to throw this non-sports stuff out once in a while. Train wreck. Woodstock 1999. It's on Netflix. It's three one-hour episodes. If you haven't seen it, uh, get three hours. Block off three hours from your schedule. Unbelievable. So Woodstock 1969, if you're too young to remember, and I kind of am. I'm close to being too young to remember. Peace, love, music. Gary knows all what I'm talking about, right? Dave, you guys know what I'm talking about. I got a thumbs up. 69 Woodstock. Oh, man. Everybody, E-L-E. Everybody love everybody, right? Yeah, kids are different in 1999. They were different. Um, I would watch it. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't eat anything that rumbles around in your tummy. Right before you watch this. Fantastic. Good stuff. Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, uh, Bush, if you know any of these uh, names, you'll. Uh, I don't know why Jewel was there. I don't know why Cheryl Crow was there. I guess you had to have uh, female artists there of some. It was a three day event in Bethel, in Rome, New York, uh, 1999, in the summer of night, late summer 1999. And it, just did not go well. It did not go well. The amazing thing, here's the funny part. I'm watching, and they're talking about the concession prices being too high because a bottle of water was $4. That's cheap today, right? If I go to a L game, $4 for a bottle of water? I think that's about right. But uh, do, listen, do yourself a favor. It's a head shaker. Trainwreck is the name of it. Not the uh, Amy Schumer movie. Trainwreck, Woodstock, 1999. All right, let's get back to sports. Will Zalatoris, who looks like a Happy Gilmore's caddy, going to miss the Tour Championship. He had to withdraw the, from the BMW last week uh, with a back issue. He uh, It's not getting any better, apparently. Now, Will Zalatoris was third in the FedEx Cup standings behind Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay won the BMW for the second straight year, and now he's trying to win the FedEx Cup for the second straight year. I love the way they do the Tour Championship now because Scotty Scheffler's number one in the FedEx Cup rankings. Well, what, what used to happen a few years ago was you play the tournament, and as it's going along, you had to keep track on the scoreboard of, well, if this guy who was third in the FedEx Cup standings, if he wins the tournament, then he's going to win the FedEx Cup. But if the guy that's seventh wins the tournament, then he's going to win the FedEx Cup, Or unless the guy that's first comes in third or better. It was crazy. You had to do it. There was a lot of calculus. Now they made it easy. Scotty Scheffler's number one in the FedEx Cup rankings. He starts the tournament 10 under par. 
Simple. Whoever wins this tournament, regardless of where they started in the field, is going to be the FedEx Cup champion. Win $10 million. That's the way it should be. Don't make it difficult on me to watch golf. All right? Don't make it hard for me to watch the sport of golf. I want to take a nap in the middle of the third round in my, in my easy chair. I do. I want to wake up and see somebody putting for a bogey. Scheffler will start 10 under. Cantlay will start at 9 under. Or 8 under, excuse me. There's Nobody's 9 under. He'll start at 8 under. Zalatoris, who withdrew today, would have been 7 under to start the tournament. So I know that back's hurting him because no way he doesn't play if he's at 7 under to start the tournament. Uh, Xander Schauffele will be 6 under. Sam Burns, 5 under. Four under, there are five golfers starting at four under. Cameron Smith, Rory McIlroy, Tony Finau, Sepp Straka, and Sung J.M. Justin Thomas, local favorite, will be three under to start the tournament. Now, you might look at it and go, well, this isn't, you know, this isn't fair. Yeah, it is. Because if they both, if, the, if everybody started even, Justin Thomas would still have to beat Scotty Scheffler by eight strokes to win the FedEx Cup. To have a chance to win the FedEx Cup. So why not go ahead and put the numbers out there? Okay, Scheffler's 10, Thomas is three. You know you got to beat him by eight strokes anyway. Let's just start the tournament that way where you're down seven shots. I do really like the Tour Championship. I do. I think it's great, especially since they've gone to this. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, put the field up the way it's supposed to be to let you know. Look, whoever wins is going to be the champion. There's not going to be a scenario where a guy comes from the back of the pack. Aaron Wise is number thirty. This is a thirty-man field. He's number thirty. He's starting at even par. If Scotty Scheffler who starts at ten under, finishes. Argument's sake, 10 under, then Aaron Wise is going to have to shoot 11 under over the four days of the tournament to beat Scheffler. And he's going to have to have everybody else is going to have to not play well. As, you know, So basically, Aaron Wise has no chance to win the thing. Scotty Scheffler's plus 220 to win the FedEx Cup. He has a two shot lead. Beginning the tournament. I love it. Plus 220. That's how big those two shots are. Because that is a low number in the world of golf. When you're betting a golf tournament, um, the favorite is usually, usually 8, 9, 10 to 1. Somewhere in that range. Scotty Scheffler is plus 220. Just over 2 to 1. Roy McIlroy, by the way, is six shots back to start the tournament. He's nine to one. There's no way Roy McIlroy wins this tournament, he says, two days before the tournament starts and will regret next Monday, having said. Nine to one, and he's six shots back of the number one player in the world. He should be 20 to one. He's nine to one. That's what, here's what Vegas says. You guys are going to bet on McElroy anyway. 
We're not, we're not going to give them to you at 20 to 1. We're going to put 9 to 1 on it. You're going to bet on them anyway. The general public, mostly the people that don't don't research golf very much, are going to say, Rory McIlroy, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to take him. He's six shots back right now. They're not even at East Lake in Atlanta yet. They're showing up today to get some practice rounds in. And he's six back. Justin Thomas, who is one shot behind McElroy, is 25 to 1. That's one shot. And Rory's 9 to 1. I Here's why I'm angry. I wanted to bet Rory McElroy because I thought I would get him at 15 to 20 to 1, somewhere between 15 to 1 and 20 to 1. I wanted to bet him. Nine to one. I can't bet a guy six shots behind the number one player in the world at nine to one. I can't do it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I know. First world problems. Darn it, I can't bet on Rory. I know, I get it. All right, baseball on the other side. Yankees have won two in a row for the first time in August. They're on fire. And Albert Pujols has found the fountain of youth. All that and more, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. We'll get to the NFL over-unders. Well, we're going to wait a week or so. NFL doesn't get started until after Labor Day. And I still want to see who gets cut, who uh, is hurt in the preseason. These things happen. You had fourth preseason game, actually the third preseason game out of four. You're going to see some of the starting quarterbacks. Brady's not going to play. Aaron Rodgers is not going to play. Lamar's probably not going to play, but you'll see some starters get one or two series, maybe play a quarter. None of the starters play in in game number four. Game number four is for one reason, one reason only. Let's see who we're going to cut. That's it. We're going to put all of our back-end guys on the field. Which ones do we have to keep? Which ones have no chance? And which ones are borderline? Let's figure this out. That's week four. Week three is, well, let's just uh, let's let the quarterback play a little bit. Let's let Justin Herbert for the Chargers play a couple of series. And inevitably, somewhere along the line, a quarterback gets hurt. Zach Wilson, first pregame, pregame with the Jets, gets hurt. Arthroscopic surgery, two to four weeks. It just happens. It just happens. Part of the game. Tony Burke, as a coach, told me all all the time, guys get hurt in practice just as easily as they get hurt in games. I don't think that's true in football. I don't think when in, in practice when Brady's going back for a pass, anybody's allowed to hit him. So I don't necessarily think that's true in football. But he's right. I mean, you practice the game 10 times is more than you play the game. So injuries in practice, they're a way of life. Remember Teddy Bridgewater. 
almost lost his leg from a practice injury. And these guys have to take some hits in the preseason. You have to knock them down a few times or they won't know what it feels like to get knocked down until that first hit. And if it's Aaron Donald doing it, you might not get back up. So NFL over-unders, we'll go, I'm, I'll go over those about a week from now. Love over-unders. Love them. All right, Eminem Cards Hotline still open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line still open, 414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show. By the way, don't forget, Summer Cash Bash continues at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Two steps here. Open your Refreshing Rewards app on your phone or smart device and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon. That's it. You're entered. You can earn additional entries if you'd like by going to Thornton's, purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more. Just use your Refreshing Rewards card. That's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, become one today. Text REWARDS to 80313 that's rewards to 80313. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. If it's funny, if it's informative, if it's a, a question, I'll read it on the air. No expletives, please. Expletives are frowned upon. Dave doesn't even let me use expletives, which uh, I find irritating. But I understand it. Stay in, stay in school, kids out there. Stay in school. All right, Kevin Durant news. Surprise, surprise, the Nets and Kevin Durant made up. There was nowhere for him to go. Celtics kicked the tires. New Orleans kicked the tires. But the Celtics weren't getting rid of Jason Tatum. That was a non-starter. The Pelicans didn't have enough to entice a trade, whether we're talking about, they're not going to trade Zion, but Brandon Ingram, yeah, yeah, they didn't want to trade him. The most recent team to jump in was the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, John Morant is untouchable in Memphis because I'm sure the Nets' first question was, Kevin Durant for John Morant? No rhyme intended? And the answer was, John Moran is untouchable. But so is Jaron Jackson Jr. for Memphis. So if Morant isn't going anywhere and Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't going anywhere, who do the who do the Grizzlies have to offer the Nets to get Kevin Durant? The answer is nobody. Are we going to give you a package of Desmond Bain and four first round picks? No. Brooklyn's not going to take that. So Durant and the Nets' brain trust met in Los Angeles over the weekend, and lo and behold, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Kevin wants to stay in Brooklyn. Brooklyn wants Kevin to play for the Nets. Surprise, surprise, it all worked out. It always works out when there's nowhere else he can go, right? When there's nobody that will give the Nets what they want, guess what happens? They come to an amicable agreement. There's love in the air in Brooklyn. 
So now you got Kevin on board. Kyrie is on board. Ben Simmons is supposed to play this coming season. What does that do to the Nets' odds of winning the NBA championship? Well, they had Kevin last year, and they had Kyrie last year. And Simmons was a train wreck the year before in the playoffs. And even though he didn't play, look, they're going to have Joe Harris back from his injury. That'll help. But they got swept out by the Celtics rather easily. The Celtics, to me, are still a interesting. Uh, it was it was brilliant what they did last year. If you remember the last day of the season, if the Celtics lose, they would not have had to play Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. And everybody thought Brooklyn was the scary team, right? Kyrie's back full-time. He's able to play on the road now because of the NBA rule change. Toronto would be the only place that he didn't get to go to play games. Nets are dangerous, man. They're dangerous. Kyrie's 100%. They're ready to go. Kevin Durant's 100%. Playing well. They got Seth Curry in in the uh, James Harden trade. He's playing well. Man. Celtics should lose this game, right? Last game of the regular season. All they have to do is lose. Then they're the three-seed instead of the two-seed, and they don't have to play seven-seeded Brooklyn in the first round. Everybody in media that I watched said, we don't understand why Boston didn't lose that last game. Because Boston wanted to play Brooklyn. Ime Udoka used to coach at Brooklyn, the head coach of the Celtics. He knew with his defense, they were going to be able to stop the Nets. He knew that his Celtic defense was exactly what New New Jersey did not want to see, what Brooklyn did not want to see. He was aware of that. And he knew they could score on a bad defensive Brooklyn team. Who was going to stop Tatum and, J- and Jalen Brown? Nobody. Kyrie doesn't play defense. Kyrie plays offense. Ben Simmons plays defense, but he wasn't playing in the series. It's going to be the same thing this season. It's still going to be a Nets team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as the main parts. Not enough balls to go around. Ben Simmons, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. I don't know how much Joe Harris has lost in that season off with a knee injury. I don't see the Nets being a contender. I guess you're automatically a contender if you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the roster. You're automatically a contender. That's a big two. Most championship teams have a big three, but that's a big two. But the Nets didn't want to keep Kevin Durant. uh, Sean Marks, the general manager, ownership, they wanted him out. They couldn't find anybody that would give them enough where they could explain to their season ticket holders, this was a good trade for us. We traded Kevin Durant for... You know, Jalen Brown and three draft picks from the Celtics. Fan base was not going to buy that that was a good trade because you've still got Kevin Durant under contract for four more seasons. 
You can't trade that and get less in return. And nobody would offer what the Nets needed and what they wanted to appease not only the front office, but the fan base, the season ticket holders, where most of the money comes from here, right? People showing up to the games. So they they had to keep Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had to stay in Brooklyn. I'm not surprised they're getting along. They had a kumbaya weekend in Los Angeles. They had there was no other option. This is the nuclear option. Stay together. <sighs> I'm tired today. That week long week at the lake, long weekend at the lake will do that to you. All right, baseball. Yankees beat the Mets yesterday, Subway Series. Now, it's a four-game series, season series. They play two in uh, Flushing at City Field, the Mets' home field. The Mets won both of those. And they play, play two in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Yankees, Yankee fans don't put up with a lot of nonsense. There's been a whole lot of booing going on in August. Yankees have not been good since the All-Star break. That best record in baseball, they're going to win more than the, than the 2001 Seattle Mariners who won 116 games. That went out quickly after the All-Star break. That was gone. John Carlos Stanton got hurt. They didn't make a meaningful trade at the trade deadline. They picked up Harrison Bader, who's injured from St. Louis. Frankie Montas, who will start tonight against the Mets. He hasn't pitched well in New York. They gave up Jordan Montgomery, who shut out the Cubs yesterday with the Cardinals, and he's pitched great since he's got to St. Louis. The Yankees dropped the ball at the trade deadline. But they did beat the Mets last night. It was their second straight win. They beat Max Scherzer 4-2. Aaron Judge hit a home run. That was his first in 10 games. Only the second time all year he's had a nine-game stretch where he didn't hit a home run. They play again tonight. Carrasco uh, coming off a game in which he had to leave early with a slight injury against uh, Frankie Montas for the Yankees, who's been terrible since he's put on the pinstripes. That's a good game tonight. That's a fun game tonight. MLB Network, if you're interested. Seven, I want to say 7-15. But don't hold me to that. What's going on with Albert Pujols? Fountain of youth? Question mark? Um, divine intervention, question mark? Albert is now Albert. He played first base yesterday against the Cubs. He played the field. He was brought back to St. Louis this year as a gesture of good faith. Thank you for all the great years you gave us 15 years ago. We appreciate it. Let's have a little farewell season. You can DH against left-handers. Play some games. He had a pinch grand slam the other night. He's had, I think, five home runs in the last five games, including a two-homer game. He beat the Cubs one nothing yesterday with a solo home run. Albert now has 693 home runs. He's three shy of Alex Rodriguez. I'm not a big A-Rod fan. I'm a Cub fan who hopes Albert Pujols catches Alex Rodriguez. That's how bad I don't like Alex Rodriguez. And that's how much respect I have for Albert Pujols. 
The Cardinals, by the way, have won nine of ten. Nine of ten. The Cardinals are five games ahead of Milwaukee in the National League Central. They're 70 and 51 now. I didn't think they had any chance this year. I really didn't. And I'm still not sold on them in the playoffs. But I feel good for Albert Pujols. It's a feel-good story. Thanks for listening. I'll have more rest and more research tomorrow. Back at it then. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. WXVW Jeffersonville.